Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, you there. Do you like independent wrestling? Do you want to see some of the best independent wrestling from around the world? Then we're here to help. WrestleTalk are proud to launch our newest show, WrestleTalk Showcase, where we highlight some of the best up-and-coming talent on the planet and shine a light on some promotions that don't get enough exposure. That includes some of the promotions we've already partnered with, like WrestleGate Pro, which held the first ever AEW match between Hangman Page and Pac, and Will Ospreay's new promotion, Frontline. The first episode, which features WrestleTalk Scholarship winner Callum Newman, as well as highlights of a great match between Osprey and Robbie X, is available now for free on our YouTube channel. We're really proud of the show, and we'd love it if you did too. Support WrestleTalk, support indie wrestling. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. It's Kyle O'Reilly. Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Hey, I'm Double J, Jeff Jarrett. I'm Rocky Asuka Romero. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk, home of Lou Gowen. Support WrestleTalk, whatever WrestleTalk is, and whoever Lou Gowen is, quote the Ravens, nevermore. Support WrestleTalk, do it. Bro. But you really should support WrestleTalk and you should follow them and subscribe right now. Ollie told me to say this, so I guess it's okay. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support WrestleTalk. Make sure you watch and listen to WrestleTalk. Or better yet, take just a moment, stop what you're doing, and bask in their glory. Do us all a favor and subscribe. Congratulations, you got here. Now subscribe and support. Thanks. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble podcast. I am Ollie Davis and I'm joined by Luke Owen. How are you, Luke? Have you got an over Joey Essex being on Celebrity MasterChef yet? <laughs> Uh, well, he's on again tonight, so I guess I'll find out. You were uh, riled up, man. Wait, well, I just find him to be an annoying TV presence. I went home and I told Anna about it, and I just said, I think Luke's genuinely upset. I'm worried about him. Well, it's just, he has effectively ruined a show that I like, and I have a worry that he's just going to continue staying in for him because, as we were talking about with the Dolph Lundgren kid from Bake Off, they might have just kept him there for the banter, mm. you know, because he's that sort of, oh, it's wacky that he's there, so we'll just keep him in, even if he's rubbish. Um, but, you know, in fairness to Bake Off, the Dolph Lundgren kid did go. Well, spoilers. Jeez. And it was well-deserved, because he did at one point said, I don't really feel like I've had an opportunity to really show what I can do. I was like, mate, you've had six tasks. Yeah. And you, you failed at all six of them. 
quite spectacularly. Yeah, I think the pressure got to him. Yeah. I think the pressure just really got to him. It's different in the tent. Exactly, it is. Yeah, you think you're all that, and then you get inside the tent, and you're like, oh, actually, this is dead hard. On that subject, I had a lot of messages yesterday on the old Twitter machine from Americans who love the Bake Off. Really? Absolutely. Yeah, they were getting... I still think it's a wrong sample. Like, from, from a data perspective, people who follow you or are going to message you on Twitter... They're like a, what's, like a false positive. Well, they explained that it's on Netflix in ah, the US, and so that's how I they've see. seen it. So they actually, and the one, some have messaged me say, like, I've watched every episode. I think it's really, really great. It's so weird, that, because I don't see it as a binge-worthy show. It's oh, I like, could definitely binge-watch It's like it. watching Raw or SmackDown. Mm. Like, I don't look at them and go, wow, that's a, I'm going to watch 20 episodes of SmackDown <laughs> this weekend, finish Series 400. Um, although Zero Light 2 did say on our Discord channel that he's American and he's never heard of that show. But Doctor Who and the uh, Kelly said, am I the, only Britain, am I the only person in Britain that can't stand the show? Oh, wow. With a bit of a swear in there as well. Calm down. Drop the S Not word. Joey Essex. <laughs> um, importantly, this came in from Ashley who says, Hi Luke and the rest of the lovely boy crew. I have lived in Nottingham all my life. And as I have nothing to do at work and access to Google Maps, I can finally answer the most heated debate in WrestleTalk history. Is Nottingham in the (laughs) north or the south? The obvious answer is, of course, that we're in the middle, uh, in the East Midlands, but as this was shunned in an earlier podcast, I've done the maths. The total distance from Land's End to what Google tells me is the highest point in England, the TD3 postcode, is 574 miles. Mm. The total distance from Land's End to the central point of Nottingham, NG1, is 333 miles. This, of course, categorically proves that Nottingham Mm. is geographically in the north. Shocked-faced emoticon. Enjoy all the geography experts ripping this apart in episodes to come. Popped huge when I heard you were coming to Nottingham. I've got my tickets to both shows and can't wait to see you guys. Oh, excellent. Well, yeah, everyone else, of course, can get their tickets by clicking a link somewhere. There's a a link in the podcast description. That's good. Or just, you know, Google WrestleGate Pro. Mm-hmm. And you'll fu- you know you know how the internet works, folks. You're listening to a podcast. Yeah, people are very much on board with with how podcasts go. I would feel the north south debate mm-hmm. sort of extends beyond. I know you say categorically it's proven there. I wouldn't. I, 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 I didn't say. Yes, that. yeah. I, the, the, the email. The email actually, yeah. yeah. I would just say that it's also a, a spirit, like a, a, a or a, or a, a kind of heart. Mm. The north. Because in Game of Thrones, the North, geographically, is huge. And the South is actually a very relatively small part at the bottom. Because you're more spread out up there. Mm. You know, the wildlings and stuff. I imagine that's what it's like in Manchester. And I'm, I'm just saying, for me, anything above Milton Keynes. That's the North. You that's are the north. You're part of the problem. Um, I just think that the, the, the North-South divide here in the UK has become <laughs> such a thing because the British bloody media... Um, essentially created that divide. Uh, and when I say the British media, I do mean the uh, I can say right-wing media um, who openly published lies on their uh, front pages, demonised the North so that the South kind of had this wrong idea of what the North was, and that has carried over for the last 30 to 40 years. Interestingly, I don't know if I've brought this up before because I just so happen to be reading a book on British history at the moment. Mm. And no, no, it goes way further back, all the way to Roman times, where there was a north-south divide uh, because, you know, the first part the Romans conquered, the first parts that became civilised in that Western use of the term, 
were, was Kent, where, where I happen to be from. And then, you know, spread out from through there and through, through the south, really. And they, the Romans themselves, would paint the north as these barbaric figures, you know, just, but it was just different. It was just a different way of life. It wasn't Western civilization. They were still in tribes and whatnot, but still like a, you know, totally, totally worthy race up there. And they, you know, that's where the roots of all this is. I'd probably say it's probably more in the last 30 to 40 years, though. Really, in this sort of modern landscape, it's become... Oh, yeah, but it has its roots in, in but those I d- early, I don't early think days. there are southern fairies who are saying, do you know why I hate the north? The Romans. No, but it's deep-set <laughs> historical cultural trends. Is that what it is? We are an old nation with a deep, rich history. And, yeah, you've got funny accents up there. <laughs> <laughs> Got beautiful accents. Well, so up there. Liverpool is the north. It is, yes, right, northwest, because okay. that's where Luke hails from. Well, my family are from the northwest. They're all from Liverpool. Didn't you spend two years of your? I did move up that way, yes, uh, for a brief period of my life. Uh, my parents effectively moved down south because um, because of all the demonising that um, that Margaret Thatcher had done to the country. We essentially just abandoned ship and we're just like, well, my kids aren't going to get an education because there's no money being funded into the north. I'm going to have to move. And so we moved down south. And then I got bullied. It's nicer, isn't it? I got bullied for many, many years because I had a Scouse accent, mm. which I then had to, I effectively taught myself to lose so I wouldn't get beaten up all the time. Then I started wearing Marilyn Manson hoodies to school and that just got me beaten up more. Yeah. It's where you can do a very good Liverpudlian accent. It comes out more when I'm a bit drunk as well. Do it a just bit revert now. back to it. It just, I, it just slips out of us. Well, can you can you like be be the opposite, my fair lady, and you could teach me how to how to speak Scouse in a Scouse accent? Well, there's always there's was a, that good? No, was what am I doing here? Is it is it Liverpudlian? I mean, no, absolutely is it a not. bit Birmingham? I don't I know what I'm trying to do here. Okay, that was Irish. That's very Irish. You got uh, very Irish towards the end there. There's a very famous um, Liverpudlian trick that um, I used to teach my friends that was sort of taught to me. Stealing which, hubcaps. Well, apart from that, and, you know, having to go to court, um, it, was, uh, <laughs> it was to say, they do, though, don't they, though? Because in a Scouse accent, that, do you do, do, don't you do? They do, do, don't they, do? See, that's not bad. Ah, See, that's good. It's, like, it's, it's an entry like, word. Like saying right. parashar. Is a good entry Wait phrase. <laughs> Wait a bit. Wait a bit. That's Northern Jerry, Irish. Jerry Adams. Wait a bit. <laughs> Beer can is the act is, is the, the entry point into Jamaican. Jamaican. Yes. My your my, entry point is doing your Seth Rollins impersonation. <laughs> John. <laughs> John. <laughs> John. <laughs> Uh, for, for Scottish, we always used to just go, Hark! and that's how you would get into the Scottish accent. Oh. I used to be pretty good at accents, but then like I had a few bad ones and it rocked my confidence. <laughs> and now I always start second guessing myself before I do it. Yeah. So I've just made that part of the act. I'm bad at accents. Well, I wish I was better. Teach me, Luke. I will. Teach I mean, me your ways. I don't know if I am like, I mean, I don't know. I, I th- think you're pretty good at accents. Well, thank Undertaker, you very much. Undertaker, yeah, Stone yeah. Cold, JBL. Booker T. Yeah. Who can't you do an impression of in the whole wide world? I mean, all the people that you just said quicker. then are from the uh, the south of America, all within that sort of Texas range. Mm. So what I'm essentially doing is a Texan accent. But you're doing different different versions of that accent. That's very skilled. Oh, well, thank you very yeah. much. Yeah. I'm not Rory Bremner, though. Um, what would you a say? A very cultural. <laughs> what would you say is your best accent? My best Seattle accent, because it's the one I, I fall into. Okay, the of, of a famous person. So, so more of an impression rather than an accent. 
I mean, people seem to really like the Undertaker one. But it's Partridge is one I always mm -hmm. go to because Partridge is the one I used to do a lot when I was a, a teenager, and people would go like, "Oh, do the Partridge voice." So I would just do Partridge voice. I'd basically just say lines from the show. Do it. I'd have to say it was the best of the Beatles. <laughs> It's one of my all-time favourites. I had, um, saw a really good one today on political partridge, which was uh, in reference to uh, Boris Johnson and the uh, the vote that went against him yesterday in the House of Lords, where it was just like, Lynn, that, that was a negative. What I need now are two positives. Mm. One to counter the negative, and one because I just want a positive. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're going to get into the show now, and it turns out that Daniel Bryan and Rowan have split up. Here's the show. So, Brian and Rowan have split up because in the main event segment, for a storyline that began two weeks before SummerSlam, five weeks later, two weeks out from Clash of Champions, we've finally got an answer for who's been pushing over scaffolding on Roman Reigns, driving their car into Roman Reigns. It was me, Roman. It was me all along. Big Red Rowan. This storyline has not been done very well. I, I would say week to week. Mm. I felt there was a certain level of intrigue that they, the creative team were just essentially chipping away every now and again because I compared it last week to Lost. And I still think it's an, an apt comparison, actually. In fact, even more it's an apt comparison because there was a period of time where Lost, the creators of Lost kept saying, they're not in purgatory. They're not in purgatory. We've got a much better ending to the show. And then because they were just booking it week to week and didn't really have an ending in mind, when they got to the end, they were like, nah, it's purgatory. Yeah, let's do purgatory. Yeah, let's just do purgatory. And this feels like, at the start of it, it was like, it's Brian and Rowan. It's not Brian and Rowan. It's not Brian and Rowan. It's not Rowan. No, yeah, no, it's just Rowan. <laughs> they, that there is no way they had an end game when they started this storyline. Absolutely story none. And even if they did, it wasn't Rowan, <laughs> and they've changed their minds. And that leads to an inconsistent, badly paced story. Where's Samoa Joe in this story anymore? I know. There have been, there have been weeks where I've been super into it. I thought the Buddy Murphy stuff was inspired, and then it, it felt like a real mystery who done it. But then, you know, we got the, the fake Rowan reveal. That's yeah. when it fell off a cliff completely. Then we got Brian getting angry at Rowan even though it totally could have still been fake Rowan. And you had Roman showing video footage that we could have just shown from day one of this whole mi murder mystery. Yeah. And the judge just shows not to look at it. And then the payoff to all of this is Brian is demanding an apology from Roman Reigns and Roman comes out and uh, wait, actually, how did this? Oh, yeah. So Brian, Brian, Brian came out for the Roman. apology mm -hmm. and uh, he said there are people who do believe him, but he is guilty by association. And what annoys him the most about all of this is that Rowan lied to him and he doesn't like liars. He, in fact, hates liars. So he would like Roman Reigns to come out and apologize to him because he doesn't want to be labeled as a liar. So Roman comes out. But instantly, like Roman comes out to do his entrance, like not to come out and address Daniel Bryan. He comes out to be like, ooh-ah, to mm. the crowd. And then got attacked by Eric Rowan. He has got his first name ah, back. Ah, really? I didn't notice that. Yeah, I noticed it on Raw. When Daniel Bryan did that statement, mm. he called him Eric Rowan. I thought, huh, that's odd. Then they kept calling him Eric Rowan on this show. And I was like, oh, he's got his first name back again. He loses it and picks it up every now and again. More times than Lexa Bliss has turned heel. I'm glad. Yeah. Because Rowan, Roman... It's very difficult to keep track of. When I was doing my review today, I'm 
almost categorically sure I said Rowan instead of Roman on multiple occasions. And even the W of Rowan, that's just an upside down <laughs> for Roman. So it's very, very tricky. So, yeah, so Eric Rowan attacked Roman and they're sort of pushing down to the ringside. And in all of this, Daniel Bryan gets out of the ring to try and stop Rowan from doing this and Rowan pushes him down he power bombs Daniel Bryan and Daniel Bryan he power bombs Roman Reigns into the steel post gets inside and gives him the devastating claw slam which the commentators were really like oh man, he's not getting up mm. absolutely you cannot kick out of that move over like Rover and then he gets the microphone and cuts a promo an excellent promo. It's actually really, really good. good when he promo. picked up that microphone, I thought, uh-oh. Yeah. I had flashbacks to the Bludgeon Brothers type stuff. Exactly. Bludgeon Brothers, Wyatt family, even as Daniel Bryan's second, whenever he's been given the mic to sort of just not be as good as Daniel I Bryan on the, the microphone. Yeah. yeah. That seems to just be character restrictions because he was given a chance here, a main event promo segment on Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan in there. He's the focus. He knocked it out of the park for yeah, me. He did well. I thought really he did good really, really good. And he turned up down, but he was like, hi, buddy. Yeah, it was me all along. Want to try and slap me again? Want to step in here and try and slap me again? I yeah. dare you. Yeah, and then uh, the, 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 the beatdown continued, and Brian did go up to him, confronted him, pushed him, and, and did him. slap him. Yeah. And Rowan was just like, nah, mate. And he clawed, was it a claw slam? The iron the, claw slam. Yeah, the yeah. iron claw slam through the announcer's desk, and Rowan stands tall, to close the episode. Yeah, shouting at um, Roman, I'll see you at Clash of Champions. Mm. You're going to feel this pain at Clash of Champions. So Brian uh, had had a really nice line in here somewhere. I can't remember what he said, but he was like, I thought we were friends or you were my friend. It was something like that. Mm. And suddenly it, it did make me more into this storyline where I was like, ah. Oh. Because they <laughs> I, have been a team yeah. since January. <clears throat> is it only January? Yeah, it was the Royal Rumble. Yeah. But I mean, so... This is this is one of those angles where I've not got anything. The, the execution of this week was really, really good. Rowan looked awesome. Yep, he looked like a proper dominating, An unstoppable monster force. heel. Yeah, great promo. I'm so, I'm just I'm proud of him. I don't, it sounds quite patronising, but I hope it doesn't come off that way. I like Rowan. I've never really seen anything properly good from him because he's always been around like Luke Harper and Bray Wyatt. He's always been just, protected in yeah, tag teams and stuff. I just assume it's the other guys doing stuff for him. That singles run that he had in 2011, <clears throat> I think it was. With the gas mask. Oh, the, the no, separate one. Yeah. yeah, he had the single run when he was a babyface, when he was the babyface split off from the uh, team and he was part of that Survivor Series oh, main God, event yeah. with Dolph Ziggler and Cena and Sting <clears throat> and all that. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm really happy that he's, that he's here. And oh my God, WWE are building a new star. So I'm really happy about all that stuff. I'm intrigued by the Brian Rowan dynamic. I'm intrigued by the Roman Rowan dynamic. It's, it's all working there. Where, where it gets annoying is that this is a just a stupid storyline over six weeks. If you if you step out from this episode and look at it in a larger arc. This would have been, because it is like, you know, six, seven weeks or whatever it is. This would have been very easy to plot out. Yeah. Like, it's not difficult to plot out six weeks worth of angles to lead you to the big reveal at the end. And instead, what they did was they just booked it week to week, changed their minds clearly, and just did a lot of guff in there to try and artificially extend it. And we ended up with a very limp storyline that has had a conclusion that's built a star. But it could have been a really big angle that created a really big star out of it. Yeah, and if you're there at home going, ah, but maybe they did plan this all along. Maybe this was the story they always wanted to tell. That's reportedly untrue. 
it was originally meant to be a two-week thing. The reveal was going to happen at SummerSlam. Vince was like, no, it's going to be longer, which is good. That's a good that's thing. That's a good thing. But that's the first very significant change to, to inflate this two-week storyline to a six-week thing. And then Buddy Murphy was never meant to be a part of it. He was only added in because someone saw him, a fan spotted him, on that security cam footage and yeah. the Roman attack. It was, it was by accident. <clears throat> and that led to a sort of two-week mini-push for, for Buddy Murphy, who hasn't been seen since, and is now just effectively out of this angle, I guess. So... Just and Joe's, oh, we said Joe earlier, Joe, Joe's yeah. gone. And it feels like people have been coming into the storyline just dropping out. And let's not forget, this whole thing started with a career-altering announcement <laughs> from, from Daniel, Daniel Bryan, Bryan that never happened. Yeah. So, yeah, ridiculous storyline. Doesn't work for me as a payoff. However, Buddy Murphy got a big push and looks great coming out of it. And so does Rowan. Did he look good coming out of there? Look, he did, look, they get knocked out okay. of the first round of the King of the Ring. He looks better. He looks better. He well, looks he, so much better. Hey, dude, he got on TV. He got a win over Brian. Yep. He had a fantastic match with Reigns. I'd say when he was in this storyline, that's when he was that good. That was when it was really good. And I actually thought it was going to be the start of something. Yeah. But I just feel that he is going to be that victim of the two-week push. It's the, the Mike and oh, Maria yeah. Canellis thing. It's you know, all the... The the OC you get that sort of two two three week push and then ah we're done with that I'm bored yeah, yeah bored, move, on, move on, to on something else. else what happened to Alistair Black mm. you know the so so bad story but I'm very happy that Murphy and Rowan have come out looking really good out of this so it is it is like I'm kind of conflicted about the whole story and and storyline but I did like Rowan's motivation you know it was effectively. I've been following Bray. I've been following you, Brian. I feel like a Harper. I've never had me, and this is my time. I, I bought into that as a, a heel character motivation. The whodunit stuff is out of the way now, thank, thankfully. Yeah. It's, and we put that behind us, and I'm optimistic about stuff moving forward. After a bad three episodes of Raw and SmackDown for over the last week and a week and a half, I think that it's, been, it's good again. Yeah. So I'm hopeful. I thought this was a very, very good main event angle. Mm. Um, a good finish to what has been a pedestrian story. Um, and I'm, I mean, I, I said in my review, which will be going out after this has gone live, uh, or this is finished rather, that my only downside to this is it's going to lead to a Roman versus Rowan match, which on paper sounds horrible. Yeah. Yes, it does. <laughs> it really does. And to be honest, like, you know, I'm, I'm really happy for Rowan. And I know there's that really funny reddit thread that uh I, I mean i think some people are very much into seeing rowan get a push but i suspect 80 percent of that fan base is ironic mm -hmm. uh I, I just rowan's great but there are luke harper <laughs> yeah there's is, luke harper is Sma incredible yeah. smackdown is littered with studs that could <clears> like and i think deserve and would flourish in a main event push but rowan is in there because he is tall and he is a big guy, and that is how he's got pushed. It's, it's Vince McMahon 101. He only, he thinks the only people who can get over are big guys. And I think he's on a real serious big guy like push at the moment. He just seems to be really into big dudes. There's a moment like the um, the, the Chad Gable Elias match. No, no, sorry, it's the Ali Elias match. There's a moment when like right at the start of the match, Ali chops Elias, who doesn't react to it mm. at all because. Elias is taller, Ali is shorter, so clearly Elias was told, well, don't sell the don't sell yeah. the, don't sell for the smaller guy. Yeah. So I think he's on a big kick at the moment of his big guys. Um I guess the other talking point out of this is you said to me earlier, do I reckon Daniel Bryan's turning face? 
I, I got. I thought this was a babyface turning moment mm. for him. Not a, a full babyface turn, but it felt like it was a turning moment. And it's almost a year after Brian turned ba- turned heel. Sorry, and that was just before Survivor Series last November. Yeah, he kicked uh, AJ in, in the, the phenomenal. Yeah. So the phenomenal ball ball arm. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, so I mean, I. I think Brian's got so much more left in the tank as a heel. I don't want to see him turn babyface now. And I think you can still be a heel coming off of this. Well, I mean, if Bailey's anything to go by, you can do a heel turn, but then not act like a heel at all. So maybe he'll, he has a babyface turn and just won't act like a babyface whatsoever. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit get 30, bit get 20, 20, 20, bit get 20, 20, bit get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. But before we get out of here, we've also got to say thank you to our $25 a month or more Pledge Hammers on Patreon. So thank you, Kratos' forgotten son, Chris Petru. Yeah. yeah. Disrespectfully classy, Marky Blasi. Yeah. Yes. Luke's favorite fan, the one, the only, the awesome <laughs> Bubba. Whoa, yes. yeah. He's awesome. Rob Steiner recliner. Nice. Yes. Yes. Yo, Adrian! Rocky! Hey. Bad Connection, Thomas Lagdon! Nice! Yes, that's a tortured pun. <laughs> Today's Tom Sawyer, Mean, Mean Pride. I don't know what ba-dum, that song ba-dum. is. Hey. Sure. Leader of the Boys, Dalton Sizemore! Woo. Yes! The Incredible Tarzo! Yes. yes! Can I do this next one? Yeah, sure. Jeremy Sparkin! Class today, Smith. Nice. Sure. I don't know what he's doing. Bit of Pearl Jam. The chairman of the board, chairperson, and long-running pledge. Absolutely. 
Leisure Suit Larry. Yeah. Hopefully not the real one. The ma- this is a long one. Oh, yeah. The man who wears the gold. The man recognized by SWAF Nation International as the 24-7 champion. Ah, legend! Congratulations on winning that title back. The redneck, Dennis Hicks. Yes. And finally, Michael Plowman. That's his name. That name again is Michael Plowman. Thank you yeah, very thank you much, all. We had a little debate over what to call this episode. Luke wanted to talk about the Bailey heel turn follow-up. And I, I well, we'll talk about our disagreements there. But Chopper Pete said in the Super Chats, that's all people want to talk about. So over to you, Chopper Whopper. There has been quite a few now about Brian and Rowan now that you guys have started discussing it. So we'll go through those ones first. Um, Power Packers 90 said, yeah, they, how I met your mother, this ending, uh, calling it that at the pay-per-view, they have Brian attack Roman because he was the mastermind. Oh, it's no. him, Austin. To go back on this and then reveal Brian as the genius. Oh, it's, why? <laughs> why would you do that? What is the, what possible advantage have you gained? Apart from swerve in the audience, because that's how mastermind villains think. <laughs> swerve the audience, not the person you're trying to defeat. Yeah. Uh, Go Soup Twelve said, "I'm disgusted. Heel turns, destroying the straight veg society, attempted mm. murder. At this point, Roman was probably the one who stole the AEW title." A <laughs> <laughs> little, 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 little bit of the bubbly. A little bit of the bubbly. A little bit of the bubbly. The someone said. Ending of Raw, yay, friendship lives because Sasha and Bailey are back together. And then a SmackDown, mm, friendship dies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Marcus Roman, not Rowan, Roman says, <laughs> uh, wasn't sure if fans were chanting Roman or Rowan. Yeah, I thought that as well. I wasn't sure. It's mm. too similar a name. I don't know. I'm actually surprised they haven't made him change it. Eric. Eric. Jack Benner. Are you says, saying Roman or Rowan? <laughs> Jack Benner says, uh, as much as we didn't want it to be Rowan, at least WWE are giving Rowan a singles push, maybe. Hey, they gave him a singles push in 2011, man. And, it, you know, they've tried before. Although I'd say that was more on the creative side than Rowan's side because they made him... The gimmick they gave him was he was an idiot savant. So we all thought he was this dumb redneck with a big ginger beard. It turns out he's actually a winemaker and he can solve a Rubik's Cube really quickly. Well, that's consistent with his character now. Brian has often spoken about how well-read Eric is. Mm. Eric's a smarter name yeah. as well. Now, now it's not just what your surname Rowan. I think Eric Rowan, mm. back to his intellectual roots. I just hope we get that music back again. Remember, his, like, it was called The Sheep Herder. Mm. It was terrible, but I loved it. I see what you did there, Ollie, saying he's well-read. Like, red, uh, big uh, red. Good, yeah, totally yeah, meant big, that. Mm-hmm, big yeah. red, Rowan, yeah. Nice. Uh, Brooklyn's finest imp- import, so bask in my awesomeness, hmm. says... Uh, Rowan's move is similar to Lance Archer's, but IMO, Lance uses it in a way more believable way. Pressuring temples longer should be done in the match. Nah, but I don't know, but we'll, we'll get that in the Roman match because there'll be a lot of head squeezing in that match. And then a big, they'll do a real big, I'm going to get the, the claw on it and then Roman will grab it and try and get yeah. it away from him. And it'll be like, no, lots of drama. So- 90% beating up and then 10% <laughs> coming back. Everything does come back, you know, and those those sort of like head squeezes or just claws from the 70s and 80s 
will come back, just like how the airplane spin was brilliantly brought back by Tyler Bay. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't think now's. I don't. I don't want to see those. It's not from. It's not to my taste. We'll just do a couple more about various other things before we get on with the main show. Uh, Moin Carnib said, Do you think it would be a good idea to have a tournament before the Royal Rumble? Winner of the tournament gets the number 30 spot in the Rumble. Um, yeah, good do. I, I don't... I, so we've we've had no tournaments in WWE forever, main roster-wise. Uh, now we've got one. The answer isn't all tournaments. Yeah. Tournament every couple of months. Yeah, no, it worked for those gauntlet matches. Remember those? Yeah. <laughs> one of them got over, so they just did them every week. Yeah, I don't think I don't think a tournament to decide another gimmick match thing. I, it's, it's too convoluted. But I think two tournaments a year max, and maybe a lady one in there somewhere. Like New Japan, you've got the G1, you've got the Super J Cup, you've got the best of the Super Juniors, and you've got the the New Japan Cup as well. Oh, the New Japan Cup, yeah. So that's four, but, you know, only two of those really mean something. Best of the Super Juniors and G1. Mm. And then we'll do the last one for now before we get on with the rest of the show. Uh, M.A. Campbell said, uh, what would you want the King of the Ring final to be? I guess that's based on the semi-finalists yeah. we have and just an ideal scenario. Well, my guess at this point is it's Baron Corbin, Chad Gable. See, my guess is Joe and Gable. I think we're going to have a an odd, at odd show today. Well, you say at odds, but it's more d- it's discussion. Yeah, it's it? discussion. It's debate. Soup. Let's start off with but the first I, one. So I'm very curious, Pete. Based on the soup, soup, super chats, what is the general feeling on the Bailey heel turn follow up? Uh, a lot of them are saying that uh, she's a heel in the same vein that Johnny Gargano was in NXT, that he's deluded oh. and he thinks thinks he was doing the right thing, but he's a heel. Interesting, because that's that exactly what you like said. What that's what you said, yeah. Right, so, brief recap of what happened. After the cliffhanger ending to Raw, where Bailey turned heel, paired back up with Sasha Banks and wailed on Becky Lynch with a chair, she opened SmackDown. I thought, you know, it's something you should really, you should tease it until the end of the night. But you had another angle to pay off. So it's a good hot way to open the show. Bailey comes out, same entrance music, same smiles to the crowd, gets down to the ring. She's got the heel makeup on. And she cuts a promo that is about how, like, and the crowd gave her a lot of heat. Like, oh, did they? I mean, they, they popped massively when her music hit in a babyface way. Then she got a bit of heel heat in the ring, and then the rest of it was babyface heat because she was going against Flair, who they don't like. So when they were wailing on her with a chair, they were just chanting one more time. Oh, I, I, I disagree. I thought it was a great crowd, by the way. Oh, really, great really crowd. hot yeah, yeah. crowd. Really hot crowd. That's two back-to-back. That's nice. Um, I thought that the entrance was didn't get much, but when she was in the ring standing there, I thought that was a good boo, and there was Becky chance. But I don't, I don't think then her promo helped the heel heat continued. Okay, I thought I didn't I, I, Okay, so I'm, I'm going to put my cards on the table. Well, should I, we say what the, say what the okay, promo yeah, was yeah, first? Yeah, totally. Where she started saying how Sasha is her best friend, that she's loyal to her, I hold loyalty above everything else, because I'm a role model. I was trying to elevate the women's division. And she's effectively saying all these things as if she's a baby face, but really, it's, yeah, it's a bit delusional. It's shades of grey. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I didn't think it was a good follow-up. Yes. Yes. I thought that the actions that she took on Monday were not the actions of someone who is a shades of grey babyface. It was the actions of someone who was turning heel. And then, because Sasha is an out-and-out heel, and she was effectively siding with them. And you can point to the Johnny Gargano story a lot, but Johnny Gargano 
and all of that was always doing it so he could turn on get on Champer at the end of it. And maybe that's the aim we're going to get to here is that Bailey is going to quote unquote turn back babyface on Sasha at the end of it. And if that's the case, that's absolutely fine. But I thought that the John, Johnny Gargano stuff goes a little bit muddled in all of that as well. And the crowd never treated him like a heel. He was just always treated like the babyface. And then that makes the people who are going against him get really muddled reactions because they don't want him to beat them up or beat them to beat them up. And I don't think the crowd got the, gave Bailey the reaction that WWE wants her to be getting at the moment. And I think part of that is her going up against Charlotte Flair. Mm. Well, I, I see the... I don't think people are bringing up Gargano in terms of he's going he's gonna to turn on Champa, Bailey's going to turn on Sasha. I think it's more of... Bailey is doing this like she she thinks she's doing the right thing. She still thinks she's the role model. But then, and she but thinks then, like her being loyal to her friend Sasha, that's what it's all about. But that's not what she was doing on Monday. Those weren't the facial expressions she was doing on Monday. The smile her is, facial is awkward, the words like, yeah. <laughs> John, I'm now a heel. That's, she mm. was doing that kind of heel. So for my money, I was expecting a different kind of heel to come into this. So when she came out just doing the regular Bailey entrance, you know, akin to sort of Sami Zayn just coming out. But Sami Zayn turned it into an obnoxious thing. Bailey's just doing the exact same entrance. I was like, ah, I feel that this is already a misstep. It's less than 24 hours and you've already dropped the ball with this. And then she cut a, what I thought was quite a boring, bland promo. And I just thought, oh, I'm not into it, Annette. I'm just not into hmm. it. And I'd so, you know, I'm willing to be, you know, I'm willing for people to say otherwise. I'm willing to be wrong on this one. I'm willing to be proven wrong on this one. But for me, it, it didn't work. I wanted to see, because when I think Bailey heel turn, I think we've all in our heads thought, oh, it's going to be, you know, the Hogan heel turn. Like, that's what it is. It's if John Cena ever turned heel. That'd be the, the real big thing. And this isn't. This is just, it's Bailey, but now she wears makeup. I think if Bailey was properly pushed as a babyface character that everyone loved... But she has been pushed as a babyface character that people yeah. are supposed okay. to love, but they have not... Effectively. Okay, booked, yeah, yeah. Right? So, but she hasn't. She's been booked into the ground. She's completely flattened out. No one cares about her. So... I don't, like, sure you could just do a complete revamp, and that is one way of doing it. But I think an equally justifiable route of doing it is, now she comes out and she's saying, I, you know, same music, same style of promo and everything, same look. I'm loyal to my friend Sasha, though. And I think loyalty is most important. I'm a role model. I'm a role model to you. And then, like, over the weeks and months... She does start to become more heelish and she leans into that more. This is just the next night. And I know, I'm, I'm giving WWE probably incorrect credit for saying this is part of a longer term thing because their track record does not prove that. But if they are, like, we can't discount that they might do that. That yeah. this could be part of a, lo a longer told turn but you where did, I mean, heelish elements come through. You yourself said... This was clearly a last-minute decision because there have been no seeds planted up until last night's show, mm. and so does that. Do you still have then faith that they could go down the path of not just next week to be like, "No, nah, she's a babyface again," or actually, it wasn't a heel turn. It was, and for me, this was the Roman Reigns thing mm. when Roman was kept turning heel on Braun by doing heelish acts, but then would come and be like, "No, I'm still a babyface." This, this to me still felt like a babyface promo. Interesting. I, I didn't. I, I got that it was a heel. Uh, promo when she, so that the next thing that happened that you found, found problematic I actually quite liked uh, was Charlotte then came out I think Bailey said something that that Charlotte's selfish and Charlotte came down and said yeah I am selfish 
But you know what? You're getting with me. With you, you're sort of, you're two-faced. And you said this last week and now you're saying this now. And it was kind of this, it was a nice, I thought it was a nice badass heel promo. Well, I like, didn't get badass from it. Well, it's like, I'm I, a heel. For, for me, I thought it was every Charlotte Flair promo we've ever heard. I, th- I think it was different. I, but She's saying, I'm a heel, but I've also kind of got a code where I'm so confident in my abilities, I don't have to do all your little sneaky trick mm-hmm. stuff yeah, and yeah. turns. So screw you. And she goes, that like, they have a little brawl. Sasha comes out and they, Sasha comes out and Michael Cole goes, it's Bailey's best friend. Who said it? Oh, sorry, Todd Phillips. <laughs> who cares? And like, Oh, yeah, so, so it was Charlotte who quite awesomely goes straight for Bailey. Like, as soon as Sasha runs down, yeah. Charlotte's like, ugh, take out one of them. But numbers overcome her and the, the chairs. I thought it was quite an interesting way to take this heel versus heel feud that they've booked themselves into. But I, yeah, because I thought at the end of this they were trying to turn, Sasha, uh, trying to turn Charlotte babyface. And I can't see the crowd getting into Charlotte's mm. babyface. If last year is anything to go by... This this WWE crowd is not going to welcome babyface Charlotte Flair. It is a different Charlotte, though. She's yeah, it's a more unlikable one. Yeah, but like you know, she's it's a very confident, arrogant Charlotte, and I'm much more interested in that style of because she plays it very well. And all my favorite Attitude Era babyfaces are cocky, arrogant, like yeah, but I, I, yeah, but. <laughs> Okay, so I feel like I'm being contradictory to myself. Perhaps mm. I'm being the negative Nelly here, and you know that's fine if I'm if one of the people calling me a negative Nelly. Everyone does anyway. But um, it, like The Rock was a cocky, arrogant heel, but he was cool doing it. And you may be like, oh man, yeah, it's so cool when he puts people down. When Charlotte does, I'm like, no, you're just a knob. Mm. Like you're just acting like a knob. And 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 I don't think I don't fully blame her. I think it's all the writing that she's been given as well. So I don't know if people can then turn around and be like oh she's acting like a knob and i like that now well that's no she's still a heel at the moment but this this could be like the first stage of there's a lot of fans and butts yeah, I know, yeah. so yeah. I, which and you know maybe this will turn out to be great there have been things that we that i in particular have said i don't think this is particularly great now and then later down the line like actually this turned out to be really really good so there is every chance this could go great down the line i personally did not think this was a good follow-up to that angle based on what happened on raw and the reactions and the acting that bailey and sasha were doing i don't think they were the same characters we saw here on smackdown i felt that plans have changed in that 24-hour period and we're now going to do this instead well well we'll we'll get on to the super chats later we'll uh have pick up this debate back then Mm -hmm. uh our first match was the third quarterfinal for King of the Ring. It was Ali versus Elias. Elias' best match ever. Oh, it's great. Maybe. Really, uh, yeah. <laughs> really great stuff. This was terrific. Eli- Ali's so good. Yes. He is absolutely terrific. And while the Baron Corbin, it's very similar to that Baron Corbin, Cedric Alexander match from Raw. While Baron Corbin brought, I'd say, 35, 40% to that match and Alexander filled in the, the gaps mm. there, I feel like this was like 80% Ali. Because I've seen Elias in all those other matches. But Elias was, to his credit, really aggressive. And he showed a real vicious side to his Loved physicality. The targeting of the yeah. knee. I thought it was really nice. The stretch, uh, the stretch, stretch muffler, muffler was and a the really stomping nice, on the head. The stomping on the head. I actually thought as well, the, the spot right at the end, when he grabs the knees and does sort of like a knee slam with it, I mm. thought was absolutely brilliant. And Ali then brilliantly sold that. 
as he got up, or as Elias picked him up, he's like, oh, I can't stand on my leg, so I need to lift it up. And Elias instantly hooked that yeah. to hit the drift away. I thought it was really, really good. It shows why he was targeting that knee. Mm. I thought it was really smart stuff. That's match psychology, It folks. is. It's good stuff. I, uh, yeah, I, uh, best Elias match in ages, easily. Uh, I, I just assumed we were going for an Ali Andrade semi-final and an Andrade Ricochet final final. But I, that's not what we're getting. No. Because so this really threw me off. Yeah, well, I figured Elias was winning because mm. he's Shane's boy. I mean, we haven't had Shane for a couple of weeks now. We haven't had Owens on this show either. But Owens did say that it's... Um, he wanted to be with his family because of the, uh, the hurricane, I believe, that's happening at the moment. He didn't want to leave his family alone. So that's why he wasn't at this show. Right. Um, but yeah, but no Shane on the show either. But I figured because he's one of Shane's boys and Shane worked so hard to get him into this position that they weren't just going to take him out of the King of the Ring tournament at this point. So I figured it's most likely going to be Elias, which means it'll be Chad Gable later in the night because they're doing the yes. underdog story with him, which makes me think it's going to be Elias. Uh, sorry, uh, it's going to be Gable... And Corbin. Corbin. I, I, I mean, like, as soon as Elias won here, you kind of be like, oh, so Gable's winning later on. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so that rather sort of telegraph that match. Yeah, about Kevin Owens, though. Like, it's so sad, like, how far he's fallen. I get that he wasn't on this show for personal reasons, but, yeah. It's, it's, he was one of the hottest things in the company a couple of weeks ago. And that win over Shane was pointless. Yeah. Because it, oh, yeah. it, it led to absolutely no consequences. Um, after that, we got Samoa Joe talking to Kayla Braxton about the King of the Ring, and he was just effectively saying, whoever wins the SmackDown side of things, I'm going to king ya. Gonna... <laughs> Crown me. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Alistair Black was back in his cupboard, um, and he—I I like this as well. He's, he was getting really antsy because no one's knocked on his door. Um, you know, no one's been booked to knock on his door, and Creator don't know what else to do. So he just started like he took down his his ponytail, started undoing his shirt, and he said, "Do you know what? I'm just going to go to the ring and see." Naked. You know, yeah, <laughs> mate, you could have done that from day one, really. Yeah. You wanted to wait for someone to come to you. Um, but yeah, I thought it was some you know decent stuff, and I thought, hey, at least we're going to get an Alistair Black match. That was it. It was like, well, you know, where have you been? Not his fault, of course, the presentation of the show. Uh, but at least, uh, I was excited. At least we're going to get to see uh, Alistair Black. I said, he's Sheldon Benjamin. That's who he fought later on. Do you get to see him? Uh, Fire and Desire then took on Bliss and Cross. I am so over the women's tag division. I think they are. I think yeah. They, I think, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. WWE have been over it since WrestleMania. Even these four in the ring. Yeah. You know, I just think they're like, oh, yeah, we've got to have this match. Yeah. So, I mean... Yeah, well, Bliss Barnes got a hot out. tag. Yeah. So they're, they're the baby, baby phases, phases this yeah. week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rose and Sonya won. It was kind of a nice finish, actually. Alexa was up, ready to hit the twisted Bliss on Sonya Deville, but Mandy and Cross were brawling outside. Alexa just kind of looked out there to, I, I guess, like check on. Well, Nikki. that's what I was saying. Like, I, yeah. that's why I don't think it was a nice finish because I thought Alexa looked like a doofus. I don't. Like, got distracted over nothing. Yeah, I, I could see like if if they are. I mean, if this was a better told story, I'm filling in a lot of blanks here. <laughs> If they were really good friends, I could see why Alexa would check. And then that, but it's that, it's more, there was a slight hesitation and that's what cost her the match. Like Sonya got the knees up and then they, uh, Fire and Desire, hit their double team, pretty cool double team finisher. Yeah, with the running knee, yeah. doing the high low, sort of similar to the Unspeed era, or similar to, you know, a lot of tag teams. Yeah. Hundreds of tag teams have used that. And I, I like it as a combination. But Fire and Desire won. I presume this sets up a title match. 
But, like, I don't care about the belts. The crowd didn't care either. And I don't care about this division. You've got these two teams, the Iconics and the Kabuki Warriors. Yeah, and you've now... Who else? Oh, they are the only teams now. Yeah. They, they used to have loads of teams, but then they just split them all up and sort of, yeah, just went separate ways with them. And, yeah, what annoys me most about this is that we've now wasted months of Asuka and Kyrie Sane. Oh, my God. Because we had to put them in the tank division. Yeah. Paired them up with Paige, oh. which was a useless, useless decision. And now they're just completely floundering and doing nothing mm. and look miserable. Asuka only seems happy now when she's playing Mario Maker. Yeah, it's nice to see her doing that, though. You don't even get to see her. No. It's just a screen capture. Uh, Samoa Joe didn't go home, surprisingly enough, immediately after that Kayla Braxton interview. He was walking around backstage, and he runs into Chad Gable, who's permanently stretching He's with all, that band. You never know when you're no. ready. You, you never know when you need to go out for a match. And Joe runs into him and effectively says, you're small, you look like a child. You'll look like a baby on the high chair if you win uh, and have to sit on the throne. It was... Joe, I thought that this was a really, really good promo, yeah. I think. Because it's not... We've, we've heard all the short jokes. And then... And, and that's like... That's very problematic to making Gable feel like a credible threat. But Samoa Joe said those with a big smile, scary smile on his face, laughing around. And the crowd were laughing too. Like it was quite an infectious joke making. But then he twists it and he says, look, I know those jokes are tired, but it's still affecting you. Yeah, I look in your eyes and I can see it still hurts you. Because you're weak and that's why you're going to lose. I thought that was that was great. Like the way Joe just went from jovial joshing to completely psychologically deconstructing someone. It was just, he's such a good promo. He is 10 centimetres taller than Chad Gable. Really? Yeah. That's quite, that's quite a lot of centimetres. <laughs> So tell you, girlfriend. <laughs> I, 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 I confuse her in conversions. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you blind her with science. Mm. Um, yeah, I, just, I, I don't think... This, here's the thing. So we get to the Chad Gable match later. Him being called short is not what has got him over in matches. It's the fact that he's a very good wrestler yeah. doing great wrestling is what's got him over. Because the crowd weren't going like, go on, Chad, you can do it. They were like, oh, my God, Chad's amazing. Let's definitely get into this match. So I just think it doesn't work. So I think it's effectively pointless. It makes him look like a complete chump and a complete, like, loser, if anything. Then he keeps getting these shock roll-up wins. They're like, oh, my God, I can't believe he won. Mm. He's a multi-time tag team champion. Why are we surprised that he's winning a lot? Because I forget that he's a multi-time <laughs> tag team champion. I'm pretty sure he was a tag team champion earlier this yeah, year. Yeah, with Rude, right? Yeah. yeah, that was only broken up in, in this year's Superstar Shake-Up. Uh, I, I, this is why, this interaction here, though, and spoiler, Gable wins later, is why I think it's them two in the final. Yeah, but why are they doing all the stuff with Baron Corbin? Because, I mean, Baron Corbin can lose in the semis, spin off as a feud with Ricochet. And say, oh, it's your fault. I should have just gone through. I should yeah. have got the bye. Actually, I suppose, actually, that works nicely for a Baron Corbin character to be like, because mm. he thought he was going to get the bye and he should have got the bye. In which case, they really should have done the Baron Corbin DQ. Oh, yeah. DQ yeah. to really have helped solidify Captain that. Hindsight. Captain Hindsight is here. Um, so, yeah, actually, maybe it will be Joe and Gable. I just figured it would always be... But then, does, do you want Gable to win? Do we want do we want King Gable, King Shorty G? I think you know possibly. I mean, I don't know if I want it. I'm just trying to predict what WWE are going to do. I just it's very peculiar to have one guy who's in the other semi-final suddenly on SmackDown, no other matches or anything, and he just so happens to have a run-in with. You're saying that WWE Gable. are doing some long-term booking? 
what a week long <laughs> yeah you're right actually that is uh, after this we got randy orton come down to the ring he's still cutting fiery promos he still cares i i thought this was wonderful 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 yeah. stuff because he's like in a couple of weeks i'll be wwe champion and then cuts this promo says that uh, kofi is stupid and the sweetest sound was his head bouncing off the floor i've destroyed all the new day here's a video recap but then the point of this was kofi is stupid because he keeps falling into my traps then shows the video package like so kofi let's have that match right now and kofi like an idiot fell for the trap again yeah. but and, and so you could say kofi was made to look like an idiot but i would disagree because i can't wait for next week mm. i cannot wait for next week when new day reunite oh. in madison square garden oh. and they beat up these three fools and they stand tall at the end. You get the big return of Xavier Woods and Big E, and they finally get their retribution to, to give you this big, really hot angle to lead into Clash of Champions. I never thought about the venue. Madison Square Garden. That's where Kofi and Randy had that epic clash, all the like in 2009, when Kofi did the boom drop through the announcer's desk. Yeah, that's that very was true, like yeah. the apex, you could pun intended, to of Kofi's previous push that Orton eventually derailed. I love it when somehow, because usually it's a fluke. Oh yeah, they fall into venues it. become an actual really significant part of the context of a story. Yeah, Madison Square Garden. Yes, yes. <laughs> I really hope that happens. And that the, the image of the New Day all reuniting. Oh, that 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 is a money go home angle. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And that, and I think that's what. Because this feud has been so much better than it was before SummerSlam. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, SummerSlam was a complete, like, a, a, a dud of a build. And then they somehow went, pretended that it was a really fiery feud. Since then, it has felt like a fiery feud. The exception of Randy reading out the letter and then sort of focusing on the family stuff too much. Taking all that bit out, mm. I think it's been really, really good. And this was great. So Kofi did come out where his music hit. And it was just the revival beating him up and dragging him to the ring. But Kofi was always fighting back. He was yeah, always, yeah. like, fighting off all three men. But the numbers got the better of him. And then they then gave him the soup, soup, super RKO mm. to finish him off. I thought this was great. Yeah, really good, solid angle in the middle of a pay-per-view build. And do you know what it is? It is effective babyface heel booking. Mm. And it's the feud I'm most invested in on this show. When people say that babyface and heels are passe in 2019, yeah. I'm going to point to this feud and be like, no, dude, it works. It really does work. So I think this has been the most simple uh, babyface heel dynamic. But it's actually the best one in WWE at the moment. Mm. Uh, then we got the Roman and Brian recap package for like the hundredth time. Hopefully we don't have to see these. Well, of course we will. We'll see it next week uh, as well. Uh, yeah, the reveal of, it was me, Roman. Uh, and then we got Gable and Andrade in their final, quarterfinal match of the King of the Ring tournament 2019. Vega had a promo beforehand in the ring. I, I, I thought she, she was so good. She's so good at delivering the lines. If you take, yes, the short things are needless and that's not the most effective way to get chat over but this was really good <laughs> this like that like and andrade isn't even that much taller than gable i know <laughs> you no brought it up is. about joe but no joe's actually much taller than him joe's actually very tall like but andrade no, is not that much taller. no one is much taller than chad gable he's not ray mysterio <laughs> you can't keep pretending he's five foot nothing when he's actually quite tall he's not quite tall He's tall. He is, he is a average-sized man. And he's in the ring with other average-sized men who are pretending that he's Rey Mysterio. He's, he's... I don't know if that's his shoot height, five for eight, 
But that is technically shorter than average. It's two, by, inches, by an inch. it's two inches shorter than I am. Yeah. Uh, so. But I don't think I'm a short person. They do. They do the shrink screen ad break, and it turns into a rollicking good match. Yeah, really good. Like there was just so many different spots in there. Three amigos from Andrade and Ch Chad Gable reversed it into three German suplexes. That was just like. Oh, yeah, you're going to watch Kurt Angle versus Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. Which is like what both guys are kind of emulating. That was a really nice touch. The double moonsault that Andrade does. Put the knees up. Yeah, that was really, really nice. Up. Crowd were buying into all of these mm. near falls and stuff. Yeah. And then they hit the Chaos Theory suplex for a visual pin, but Vega uh, distracts. And then uh, Andrade hits his elbow. And then Gable does what is the most inventive roll-up I've ever seen. He sort of dragged him into this roll-up yeah. from a completely not roll-upable position. It was quite magical really and got the pin and there and the commentators kept going like oh my god i can't believe he won i was like he had a visual pin yes like, yeah he, he won quite convincingly he it, won and, and clean as a sheet it was a really nice sort of ah oh, he's got the visual pin that means he's gonna lose but then he wins yeah that was a really nice structure of the match but yeah you're right that the presentation of that on commentary was not befitting like if you're gonna Saying, being continually surprised about this guy who you're saying is short winning, it's not helping him. No, it's not. Like, so just get behind him and, and put over his talent in the ring and, and say, not in spite of his height or anything, just focus on the positives. But Paul Heyman booking, focus on the positives, hide the, the things that can be construed as negatives. Someone said to me today, someone tweeted me saying, like, oh, they're trying to emulate Kurt Angle's 2000 King of the Ring win. I was like, Kurt Angle won that because he was the best. Like, he was pushed as, I am the best wrestler, and I'm now beating everyone. If Chad Gable had started this tournament going, like, well, I'm the best wrestler, so I'm going to win. Yeah. And then won all these convincing matches. I'd be so into Chad Gable getting through to the final and winning this thing. I don't want him to get the goofy comedy gimmick at the end. Because mm. that's the problem with this King of the Ring tournament, is you do have to have the comedy goofball gimmick. So maybe it is better that he's just been called short and not presented as a legit <laughs> serious contender. Well, King Shorty. Yeah, King maybe Sh they'll go, go for both. King Shorty G. Maybe that's the thing, is he'll win the King uh, of the Ring and embrace the fact that he's short, call himself Shorty G, and we'll get King Shorty G. It's a shame, isn't it? Because he could have really taken a, a sort of wrestling-style approach to this tournament, where some of the stories you tell are, I'm Chad Gable, I'm the best wrestler like my speciality is amateur I'm an wrestling. olympic wrestler yeah and i believe my style is better than your style and he goes up against say you know kevin owens who's a brawler it's just off the top of my head as a different style and then he wins that and he's like but ricochet is a high flyer and you tell oh, samoa joe submission wrestling so it's just but they yeah they haven't <laughs> no absolutely they haven't but this what the crowd was so into chad gable and because they, of his great wrestling because of the great wrestling and they popped massively when he won yeah and yeah, it was really good. I do wish, as inventive as that sort of, it wasn't a roll-up, but you know, it was a, whatever it was. Yeah. It was a slightly surprise. Well, they were playing it up as a surprise finish. Yes. Yeah. I just wish he just hit his finisher, pinned him. But he's the underdog, so he has to win by surprise. Yeah. Uh, but overall, Chad Gable did look great. I just hope they, they drop all the short stuff. I don't think they will. Though. Yeah. No, they won't. Uh, Alistair Black then came out. And Shelton Benjamin was in the ring waiting for him. Very odd presentation, this. Because Alistair Black made his entrance. Um, the creek's back for the, the trap door. And he walks down to the ring. They're like, who's going to answer Black's challenge? So they go to ad break. They come back. Shelton Benjamin stood in the ring. But Alistair Black's music is still playing. So did Gable come up before... Oh, sorry, did Benjamin come up beforehand? Or did he come out during the ad break and then 
when they were coming back from ad break, yeah. they just played Alistair Black's music. I think he was just down there from the start, so the commentators knew he was standing there. <laughs> Stupid. So weird. Uh, this was... Black took 90% of the match. And won. And Black Mass for the win. Perfect. Yeah. Um, should have been done four weeks ago. Yeah, but he's <laughs> lost every bit of momentum he had from uh, Extreme Rules, which is a real shame. Uh, backstage, Drake Maverick. Drake Maverick is walking along with his wife. And then the Singh brothers try to roll him up. <coughs> a member of the Lucha House party rolls by on a production crate. Yep. Couldn't tell who it was. I believe it was Lince Dorado. Curtis Axel tries to roll him up, and then Bo Dallas rolls him up, pins him, runs off. Comedy. Uh, <laughs> then Nakamura took on a job. Now, this was quite fun. I, I mean, we said it at the time. Sami Zayn and Nakamura is going to be a fun pairing. They're both so great. But they'll be much, you know, our problem is they are better alone. Yes. And it's just another example of a Western white person who can natively speak English being paired with a Japanese native speaking person. Yeah. And it just, it just, that's why we're against it. But this was very entertaining as a segment. It's the same as when Alistair Black and Ricochet were put together as a tag team. It's like, yeah, I mean, they'll have good matches. Yeah. And they'll be a fun tag team together. But think of what you could do with them being separate. Yeah, totally. Uh, Turns out with Alistair Black, it's nothing. So Sammy, Sammy Zayn cuts Nakamura's entrance music short. He's like, no, you can't sing along to this song. But that was the whole point of him having lyrics, so you couldn't sing along to it. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, but, and they're facing a jobber in the ring. It's Pete, wasn't it? Who Sammy says is, <laughs> that is the Miz for yeah. tonight. And then Sammy commentates from ringside, just like Leo Rush used to. Kinshasa for the win. That's not a bad act. Quite enjoy it. Yeah, it didn't have very little heat. Well, it had very little heat, rather. But, yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, then the B team sort of ran in to the ring after this. Brawled with the Lucha House Party. Drake Maverick won it back in all this chaos. He's celebrating, walking up the ramp, backing up the ramp. Cameras looking towards the Titan Tron at him. And then, rather ingeniously, the sort of coat stand that was holding up the King of the Ring robe and scepter was revealed to be our truth Yeah. who just took it off him. And he he rolled up Drake and won. <coughs> yeah, yeah, wrestling. I mean, yeah, I, that was a good reveal, and the crowd were like, "Ha ha!" Yeah, you got us. It was- but yeah, twenty four seven title is rather past it. And then we got the main event of Brian and Roman, uh, and Rowan, Brian, Roman, and Ro- Rowan, Brian, <laughs> Brian, Roman, and Rowan, Rowan, Roman, and Brian. There you go, Rowan, Brian, and Roman. I think put Brian in the middle is easier. Uh, I would give this a high smack bang in the middle. Yeah, I gave it a smack bang in the middle as yeah. well. Yeah, I thought it was a perfectly fine show. It was dragged down for me because I did not like the follow-up to the uh, Bailey um, heel turn. <laughs> I just think, when I think of Bailey heel turn, I'm thinking there's so much better things we could have done here. And it's, you know, better mm. than what this could have been. Maybe I never bought into them doing anything good with Bailey. <laughs> And that's why I'm not as disappointed Your expectations as you. were so low. Yeah, yeah. Well, my expectations were like, I, you know, maybe this is my fault. The expectations were set high because I thought the angle on Raw was really, really great. And I really, really bought into it. And I was actually genuinely shocked by the end. That I was like, and I, I said to myself, and I posted up on Twitter, I can't wait to see what they do on SmackDown. I cannot wait what they're going to do with this Bailey presentation because we've been talking about a Bailey heel turn for so long. So when it was just the same presentation, I was just completely like all the air was taken out of my sails. Let's see what you guys thought on the super chats. Right, let's get through all the ones about Bailey. So 
Tim Art says, uh, they're setting up Bailey and Sasha versus Charlotte and Becky, aren't they? Yeah, quite likely. Yeah, um, yeah, and then and then maybe you build that to a... They they all have to team up when it's time to take on the MMA Four Horsewomen. Well, actually, I, it's a pretty cool storyline. Stephen Larson posted a much better version of this, which was actually not to do it with the MMA Horsewomen, is that you do the four of them in a fatal four-way at WrestleMania. Oh, that's also... That's better. That's way better. Yeah. That's a much better idea. You don't put any <laughs> of the focus on the MMA horsewomen. You don't have to conflate things by them having to come together. You just do a four-way at Mania for one of the titles, or yeah. even both of the titles. Love you do that. it in like a two-fall thing. Mm. Tim Art again says, uh, the only reason Seth is marrying Becky is because Bailey stole Seth's true love, the chair. <laughs> John. 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 Wilson Simons says, uh, looks like they're going with when Gargano was a hero and he thought he was the good guy for Bailey's heel turn, which we discussed earlier. That's the impression I got, yeah. yeah. Uh, W3 Productions said, uh, from the Norfolk area, I'm assuming that's Norfolk in America, not R1, because that's where SmackDown was. Uh, <laughs> wasn't there, but glad it was a good crowd. Uh, Bailey may be the most sincere hypocrite in some time, really believing she is doing right. Uh, Daniel Bryan? Oh, yeah, Daniel Bryan's much better version of yeah. that character, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if, they, if they're trying to do what they did with Daniel Bryan, it's even worse then. But Daniel Bryan was much better at that. Ryan B. Baskin is Glory King Chopper Whopper says, <laughs> uh, Bailey will have the same problem uh, being a heel like Becky did. <coughs> also, happy birthday, my liege King Chopper. Thanks. My liege King my liege. Chopper. Uh, yeah, I'd, you see, I think Beck, everyone was really ready to cheer Becky and they turned a uh, heel and... They had to turn a baby face again afterwards. I think Bailey Bailey was flattened out beforehand. No one was there thinking, "Oh, I can't wait to." If they just give Bailey a proper push, yeah, I think yeah. Do you know what I was actually really hoping for on this show was Ember Moon to step up? Oh, yeah, because you'd have thought because they've been doing this whole sort of friendship type thing. Why didn't Ember Moon come out and be like, "What happened? What the if, hell?" If someone could have come out and challenged Bailey mm. on her morals, maybe that would have really helped kind of solidify what this character is. As opposed to Charlotte coming out and being like, oh, I'm also a heel. <laughs> Dina C say, uh, reinforce what we said before, is Bailey a delusional heel now? She seems convinced she was doing the right thing. Uh, Bryant Hoyt said, uh, people think heel versus heel won't work. I beg to differ. What do you all think with Bailey versus Charlotte? It's a very difficult dynamic to do. Like, it, it very rarely works. I, I always remember Adam Cole versus Marty Skull in their sort of tweener heel days. Uh, in Ring of Honor, it was only a couple of years ago, uh, and even that didn't really work. But I don't know. There might be enough intrigue with Sasha on the outside, and maybe Becky will walk down. That there's ways to smoke and mirror it. I think. My worry is um, they'll do what they did with Brian and Lesnar last year. <clears throat> Excuse me, what they did with Brian and Lesnar last year, which was Brian had just turned heel, but they didn't have to do a heel versus heel match mm. with Lesnar, so Brian just played babyface. Yeah. And so, yeah, so Bailey will just act like a babyface during it. Ricky Partridge said, Becky turns heel and beats herself up with a chair. Yes. Yeah, everyone else has turned on Becky. Elijah Whitfield said, uh, I see they went the Johnny Gargano route with Bailey, where she's delusional of being in the wrong. I'm clearly way on on the base (laughs) on this one. Clearly way off base, yeah. Uh, Ryan B. Baskin's Glory King Chopper Whopper says, uh, Bailey saying she did it for Sasha reminded me for, of the I did it for The Rock promo. Oh, one of the all-time great... I mean, everyone widely regards that as a great promo. And a great push for Rikishi. Yeah. Off, off a cage. 
<laughs> Wilson Simon said, uh, I don't think it's so much that Bailey is staying with Sasha and that's why she's the good guy. She thinks uh, she thinks that she needs to be the champions of when she grew up, not a rebel like Becky. So just trying to emulate like Lita and Trish, I think, and good champions, quote unquote, rather than being a rebel like Becky. Um, but she's still like those good champions wouldn't beat up Becky. Yeah, no. I, yeah, I, I, I don't agree with that one. Uh, Christopher Tansy said uh, that Bailey clip was edited on live television. She was cheered the entire way through. There mm. were no boos. I'm not surprised they changed the footage. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah, that, that opening uh, video package was very heavily edited yeah. to make. Well, it's, it's the same as all the Becky videos last year, where they kept editing it to make it. Like when she did that promo with Edge. And the crowd really, really liked what she said. Mm -hmm. And then they, oh, what she did was awful. And the crowd really, really didn't like it. Hashim Al Nasser said, getting sick of seeing all the same faces in the women's division. I miss Ruby Riot. Oh, yeah, Ruby. She's injured. Still, Ruby. <laughs> Asuka. Yeah, well, Asuka. Tony Storm. Kyrie saying, yeah, Tony Storm, man. Like, good lord. They have got so many great women's wrestlers. Um, but they didn't really care about women's division, so um, maybe it's for the best that they're mm -hmm. not there. I also thought I was going to be this off base because all the tweets I had this morning were everyone saying that they thought it was awful as well. Oh, yeah. interesting. Maybe I should check Reddit. Well, it, it, it can become a, an, an, echo chamber. an echo chamber Twitter, yeah. Well, so, so can Reddit. Uh, Super Duper Noah said, Hi, Ollie and Luke. I think the next step to all this Bailey, Sasha, Charlotte, and Becky stuff is leading to a winner-take-all four-way at Hell in a Cell. Wow. Uh, I think that would be too soon to do the four. The four-way is such a good idea. I think you want to hold that off until, mm. like, a really big show. I love this name. Firefly Punhouse. Yeah. Nice. Great. Said, uh, I feel like Bailey is definitely meant to be a delusional hero who thinks she's a babyface. I just don't think she's a good enough promo to pull it off. Uh, yeah, that is a problem. Yeah, that, that's a yeah. problem. Yeah, that is certainly a problem. Yeah, she's she can be a good promo uh, because we've seen that in NXT, but... Yeah. She hasn't been a good promo on the main roster. No. Uh, we've got several super chats about the King of the Ring, so we'll go through those now. Uh, Tristan Thorne said, I was getting Angle versus Guerrero vibes from the Gable versus Andrade totally. match. Mm -hmm. Great showing from both. Also, cheers from Nashville. Yeah, cheers yeah. to you, yeah. Uh, Will Adams, Luke Owen's number one fan, Cheers. says, uh, About a month ago, Elias started the trend of making fun of Chad Gable because of his height, and now they're in the semifinals together. Do you think this was always the plan or happy accident? Huh. No, I think that was probably... I think they, if they were going to start doing Chad as the underdog, they probably had that from the get-go that he was going to make it to the final. It's weird, the, that they didn't, the semi, yeah. it's weird that they didn't just stick with Elias as the tormentor backstage then. Because the week after, it was Sheldon Benjamin. This week, it was Samoa Joe. You would have thought Elias... You know, because I'd forgotten about that plot point. Yeah. The crowd went crazy when Gable won, said Joseph Gonzalez. Mm. It's a great pop, yeah. Graham Scrivener said, Happy birthday, Chopper Pete. Thank you. Hmm. Uh, so Charlotte's a face again. Corbin versus Gable, King of the Ring final, and Rowan's getting a push. It's all happening on SmackDown. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think a Corbin... Uh, no, I think Joe. You think Joe? I think Joe. Yeah. You incepted me. <laughs> also, lovely meeting you on oh, Saturday. Yeah. Uh, Crazy Lewis said, King Shorty G. Yeah. Could happen. Uh, Hashim Al Nasser with a very generous donation said, Hey guys, so happy they're using Gable properly now. His height problem means he must have literally been overlooked for so long. <laughs> also, Vega calling Gable shot, pot, meat kettle. Uh, love you guys and happy wildlife day, Chopper. Well, that's, that was the whole point of Vega's promo, though. She's like, I mean, I'm short, but 
you're also short. And vertically as, challenged. As like, I'm vertically challenged, and I, it takes one to know one. Mm. So, uh, yeah. Also, I wouldn't say that they're, they're using Gable correctly. No, oh man, like, can you remember Gable in the NXT days when he first started to pair with Jason Jordan? Oh, they had the, the towel. towel. Yeah. Yeah, what was it? Ready, willing, yeah. and Gable. Oh, oh good yeah. stuff. Good times. Nick Jen said, imagine Gable versus Tyler Bate. Oh, oh yeah. big brave boys. No, <laughs> short brave boys. <laughs> Uh, the Adnap 2 says, uh, is Gable the only one to win Raw, SmackDown, and NXT tag belts? Hmm. I don't know. No, I don't know. Quite possibly, though. There might be someone else. No one usually asks us trivia questions on the Super Chats. <laughs> uh, that is all... Google it. <laughs> yeah, Googling it would be helpful. Uh, that's all the ones about the K King of the Ring. There was a couple about Samoa Joe. Rex Joseph Calmerin said Samoa Joe's promos are really on another level. Oh, oh yeah, he's, he's great. great. So great. good. And Kevin said only Samoa Joe can make short jokes interesting. Well, he wasn't actually making a short joke, was he? He was just doing that to psych out Chad. He's yeah. like, I don't care about the short jokes, but you do. Mm -hmm. That's why you're not going to win. But it's also why it doesn't help Chad in the long run. Yeah. We got a whole one about Randy Orton uh, from Spencer O saying, I really enjoyed the brief shot of Randy Orton walking backstage to fire in Desire's music. Mildly erotic Randy. <laughs> <laughs> Randy. Yeah, oh, <laughs> the Viper. <laughs> a little sperm thing yeah. again. Um, did oh, Luke Harper wouldn't have won a Raw tag title, would he? Mm. No. No. He's NXT and SmackDown. I'm just going through the list of NXT tag team mm. champions and kind of... Did the Ascension ever win any belts? No. They still employed. Yeah, they're still employed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to continue Anywho. looking. Oh, the Revival. No, oh, they won SmackDown. Smackdown. Might do, though. Clash oh. of Champions. Um, we got several about AEW. Uh, Rex Joseph Calmerin said... Punk debut at the first <laughs> AEW show with the AEW World Championship. Sorry, I missed that. CM Punk oh, debuting okay. at the first AEW show. I said to Randy, that's what they should do. Uh, Punk just tweets one day a picture of the AEW title in his fridge, yeah. just like he did with the WWE title. Uh, no, let's stop it. It's not happening. CM Punk returns. <laughs> Danny Trashman DeVito said, I'm going to say it, AEW women's belt is gross. Uh, I like uh, it. It's, I mean, I don't, yeah, I guess it's that, it's that oval, oval shape, shape yeah. turned that way. So it looks like a, an ovary. That's well, what I was, we say. I was, it does. <laughs> looks like an egg. Yeah, it, yeah. yeah. From the ovaries. But uh, I am, um, actually, Brandy um, posted up a, a sort of a video of it today, and I thought it looked uh, really quite nice. Yeah, I, I like both belts, really. I'm, they're not my favourite, no. but I, I do like them. I don't think they're ugly. To be honest, I think the NXT UK tag belts are like, they're like God-tier level yeah. of, of belts. Uh, Graham Scrivener again said, uh, AEW title, uh, title stolen, it's got to be a storyline, right? Well, apparently, no. If you watch my news that goes up later after this combined with Luke's uh, SmackDown review, I go into more detail about it there. Oh, That's no. not the only thing. Oh, yeah, I think it's a work. Yeah, David thinks it's a work. Yeah. I mean... So what's a, he, he left it at a fast food place. No, he left it in his limo. Uh, he went... <laughs> to a Longhorn Steakhouse and left it in his limo. He'd also picked up the wrong baggage from the airport. So while he was eating, the limo driver took his the luggage back to the airport to drop off the incorrect luggage. Then by the time he got back to the Longhorn Steakhouse and Jericho got back in the limo, the title was gone. 
So. So they left the limo unlocked outside a steakhouse. Possibly. I don't know. The fact that Jericho drove a limo to a steakhouse with a title, it does sound very... But that's it, Simon, housemate Simon said it like Ric Flair. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a skit. I can see that as a as a four horseman skit. It was not. It wouldn't be a skit from the pain maker, Chris Jericho, but it would be a skit from Little Bit of the Bubbly. Little Bit of the Bubbly. Chris Jericho, this new What's amazing another part character. Of that question. Uh, no, but, just said it's got like there was something else right? I wanted to say. Oh, that was it. Because that's not just the only thing in Pete's news and Luke's Smackdown review coming up later there's also a sneak peek of Pete crapping his pants at the It Chapter 2 experience which is very very funny. Yeah thanks yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm glad you clarified that later on and, ju- and it wasn't just left a, a sneak preview of Pete crapping his pants because <laughs> yes. that might be a bit I different yeah. I'll let it yeah. out on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> uh, but for everyone else my review of It Chapter 2 is going on Screen Stalker tomorrow. Ooh, check it out. Uh, INTC5252 uh, said, Decent Smackdown show. Moving on. Uh, when will AEW make matches count? I'm hoping we get some clarifications soon to clear up hierarchy at AEW. Thoughts? I think they've made all their matches count. I think they mean like the win-loss oh, record type thing. It was on the, it was on the all-out graphics. On the yeah. name bars, you had the win-loss record. Win-loss record in singles matches win loss record overall so I yeah. assume that counts tag matches yeah it's, it's great it, it, it's so it adds so much more to the experience of the match by seeing that little thing as they walk down Stephen Larson I believe it was Steve uh, said do you think in five years time we're going to be sitting here going do you remember when AEW used to track their win loss records yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, uh, well. Norris Campbell, who made us the fantastic sign that he took to All Out. Very, very cool sign. Uh, it said, I know I'm three days late, but All Out was great live and hoped you liked uh, the poster I made. Here's all the money. Happy Founders Day, Chopper. Thank, Thank you so, so much. It was a very I cool sign. I haven't seen Have you not? Have you not? I'll, I'll show it to you. You should get on Twitter more, mate. What's or Twitter? you shouldn't into hellhole. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. Um While you look <laughs> that up, we'll get onto the Super Chats more about Rowan... Harper, Brian sure. type thing. Uh, Bright Hoyt said, can Luke Harper come back now or is Vince still salty? They need tag teams. Can you imagine Viking Experience versus Eric and Luke? Hashtag awesome. I don't think this push is to put Rowan in a tag team. <laughs> this, is a, this is a singles push. Luke's not coming back. Oh, that is a cool to... sign. Ah, oh, it's like a it's like a it? They the Abbey, the Abbey Road. Road. Yeah. And I'm on a Segway. You're on a Segway. That's an awesome sign. Yeah. There's Pete with a birthday balloon. <laughs> well, it's the, it's the it balloon. Yeah. And there's, well, it's there's, supposed to be a not birthday balloon, yeah. I believe. There's a fake door. There's Simon in a blue shirt. And there's Randy with a laptop doing the news. Amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. Why is Laurie at the front? Um, I'm assuming because Norris thinks that he's the best. Mm. Which is true. Um, Nojo Santiago said what about the forklift Rowan couldn't drive it <laughs> that's a good point yeah that's another element of this story that's been completely <laughs> dropped WWE themselves said it was an accident it was an errant forklift driver that knocked them over oh my god <laughs> but that's just been completely dropped now because this story has been made up as it goes yeah, along yeah, yeah. yeah so we should, yeah, should have expected it uh, William Buner said, could Ryan be bringing back Harper, which you just no. spoke about. And uh, Ross Regen said, uh, more scared of Rowan than I ever was of Lars. That's an interesting point. Yeah, mm. yeah, like Lars was a good spectacle on the main roster. 
But I never really bought into a, a fear thing. Whereas whereas Rowan there, like he he sucked me in with the whole yeah. Ah, and it was mostly because of that promo. I thought, hi buddy, yeah. We got one about Alistair Black from Arachno, who said, uh, Black talks his room story on the Swerve podcast. He's looking for someone to end his suffering. That's bleak. What's, what's the Swerve podcast? Who knows? Well, yeah. I'll have a quick Google. Mm. Uh, and we got one about Shelton Benjamin. Adnat2 again said, I want Shelton to play a Christopher Daniels role. Well, so like the, the sort of veteran who wins matches but sort of puts over their opponents in defeat I yeah I he's not been built that way he's he used to have that sort of character in Ring of Honor when he was with uh, Charlie Haas still uh, was it not Kings of Wrestling uh, the Best, world's, world's, greatest world's greatest tag team yeah. Swerve City podcast it's a uh, uh, show appears to me on YouTube Alistair Black and Vega were on there uh, now we have the miscellaneous super chats first off Lincoln Jack Donmey said, "A little bit of the bubbly, <laughs> with, the bubbly. <laughs> with the hashtag Brave Boys." We've uh, been doing a lot of those memes today. My favourite so is the good. is the Limp Biscuit one. Can Pete? Yes. Would it be a pain for you to get that little bit of the bubbly video up and put, and it, put on it on this on screen, screen so we can enjoy it? Because I don't I mean, think we'll be demonetized for that. Uh, you guys might need to fill for some <laughs> time. Well, fill for some time. Do you want to plug WrestleGate? By just saying a little bit of the bubbly. <laughs> little, little bit of the bubbly. Um, the, yeah, so WrestleGate. There is a link in the video description below. If you go there... Ah, I wasn't, wasn't geared up to do a plug. <laughs> now I'm tripping over my words. We're doing a live Wrestle Ramble show on Saturday the 5th of October in Nottingham, the UK. And which, which has now been categorically proven on our podcast intro as the North. Yeah, the North remembers too. And we're going to be there in between a frontline show, which is an independent wrestling promotion that we, you can see in Bre- WrestleTalk Showcase. Will Ospreay founded it. Going to have Callum Newman on there. That's in the afternoon from about two. Then we're going to have our little Wrestle Ramble show, which is the day after the SmackDown first show on Fox. We'll be talking about that in between. And then WrestleGate will have a show in the evening. And we'll be all we'll be there all day so you can hang out with us. Absolutely, yeah. It'll be great. So there's a link in the video description down below or in the podcast if you're one of our pod swafters. Uh, we click that, get your tickets. We've already had messages from people who've bought their tickets. Oh, and excellent. And are looking forward to going to the show. So we are super duper excited to uh, meet as many of you as we possibly can and mm. do a live show. I'm looking forward personally to having to try and talk you off a ledge before you have to go out and do the uh. live show because <laughs> you, you get a bit nervous. Yeah. I'm much better at just standing in a room with you. <laughs> and sometimes Pete. Pete does make me nervous. <laughs> well, it's just having an audience. And, uh, yeah. Well, I think that looks like we're, we're approaching. Should I, I have turn to up? I might have to briefly uh, put your Twitter page on the, on the screen, but I'll make it full screen. Huh! Oh, look at my Twitter feed. Duh. I've turned it up really loud. Here. That's going to be way too loud, Ollie. Needs uh, to pick up on the mic. Uh, hold on. Also, is it just going to come out of your headphones? That's what I'm trying to figure out what one it's coming out. It's not coming out of my headphones, yeah, but I don't know which one it is, what the setting is. Put it to Toshiba. Okay. Oh, Toshiba? I'll, I'll yeah. do that. We're not I've, I've got the mic them. held. This is so great content. This, oh, yeah, is this is fantastic. Be better right, for the are podcast. Are you ready? Are you ready? 
A little bit of the bubbly. That might get us demonetized, though. Yeah, I thought Fred, you were going to do the non-Limp Bizkit version. Fred Durst is going to be so mad at us. He needs the money as well. His movie's tanked at the box office. I thought that's what you wanted no, from no, me. No, no. It's fine. Carry on with the super chats, Dave. Do you, um, yeah. do you want us to fill yeah. the time again? Uh, no. That's all sorted. Totally. Look. I'm ready He's got for this. this. He's got this. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> um, Finn K said, nice. Happy birthday to Beyonce and King Sweet Pete. Oh, Sweet Pete. Sweet Ooh. Pete. It's a new one. Uh, Shorty P. Jesse Venable says, Happy Leap Year to a Whopper <laughs> the Chopper King. I'm at work, so I can't watch live, but truly enjoy morning lovely chats with the Brave Boys. Hashtag Fiendslayer. <laughs> brave Boys. What's the... Wait a second. What's the the men's right organization in the States called? They're not called Brave Boys, are they? The KKK? No, 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 no. I don't want to... Oh no, are we. Oh wait, no, I think we're okay. We're okay. We're okay. Yeah, brave boys can be our thing. Brave boys. Yeah, we good. We good. I'm just gonna quickly double check. James Crandall says, uh, "Luke, that's the shirt I wore to SmackDown." Oh well, yes, yeah, it's a cool T-shirt. This is OG Ooh. Undisputed Era. Uh, no, I think we're okay. I've done a cool. quick, quick search for it. Uh, Lincoln Jack Domi again uh, said, "Wrestle Ramble with the boys and a little bit of the bubbly." <laughs> <laughs> um, it's so good. Yeah. I'm also, completely like in the space of three or four words. I turned a corner on Jericho. <laughs> I love him again. Uh, that super chat continues, uh, and I think this works a lot better written down than said out loud. P.S. They should rename the Super RKO. It says Shatter. RKO, but the R from right, Shatter. Right, so yeah. when you read it out, it doesn't quite read the same. It's kind of a swear yeah. when you read it that way. Um, got my glass of bubbly here. <laughs> Yours. <laughs> Have you got a glass of bubbly? We should get some. We yeah. should. Yeah. Uh, bubbly Zach, with the boys. <laughs> <laughs> Zach Icon Lindner said, Happy Wednesday, Chopper. Don't drink too much water. I, I guess so. But <laughs> <laughs> what, what advice? Yeah. Um, Chris That's, Field. Uh, usually people say drink more drink water. Drink more water. I don't think yeah. I've drunk enough water today. Weird. Yeah, I've Weird. definitely Weird. haven't drunk Weird. enough water today. Mm. I don't know where my drink is. This it's is uh, Pete's special Top juice. Top quality uh, content right it's, here. It's Chris like Field says, Hey from Texas, my four-year-old Alexander wanted me to super chat that Luke Owen is his favourite. Oh, thanks, guys. That's very, very sweet of you. It's very nice. Thank you very much. You're the best, really. You're the best ones. Cotton Candy Lover said, What a lovely time with the brave boys. Lovely time with the boys. Lovely bubbly with the boys. <laughs> lovely bubbly with the boys. You know how you said you wanted to give me a load of extra gimmicks? I think uh -huh. we're just giving this stream extra gimmicks This now, is a very right? rambly stream. It is. Uh, William Buner said, Ollie and Luke are the Batman and Robin of YouTube. Yeah, Shotgun right. Robin. <laughs> we, you were going to say you wanted to be Robin, right? Well, I was going to say I assume I am Robin. <laughs> but I'm going to be the... Um... I'm going to be Nightwing Ricochet. <laughs> But I'm going to be the Damien Wayne uh, version oh, of Robin cool. as well, where I'm like, really, though, I should be Batman. <laughs> Dave, the Aussie experience, Humphreys said, Hi, King Copper. Luke and Ollie. Uh, uh, Luke and Ollie is the reason the WWE had to reveal the truth, because fake Rowan uh, to AEW confirmed he stole, uh, he stole steel. 
Jericho's title belt. Could Potentially. That actually sounds like the sort of thing that the Bucks would do on oh, being yeah. the elite, where they would reveal, they'd have someone say, we finally found who it is. They take it off and reveal it's the exact same actor. Look, AEW shouldn't take shots at WWE. They should just focus on what they're doing, create their own thing and get fans that way. However, that's really good. Yeah, they on, should also do that on being the elite, not on the first episode oh, of the no, TV no, no. show. No, no. You, you Open with it. <laughs> Ryan Egella, Egella, Egella said the best part of Hurricane Dorian is that I get to catch you guys live. However, because of the storm, I've been out of work for two days now. Oh, mate. Well, well, that's... yeah. Buckle down. Yeah, that's what you decided yesterday was the new term. That's We're going to say that, yeah. is, a that term, is a term. That yeah. is a term. That's a term. Yeah. Buckle down. I have a we'll bit get, of bubbly. I think it's because we kept saying buckle in. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting that the inversion, buckle down and buckle up, kind of mean the same thing. Mm. Mm. Anyway, Jamie... Language is fun. <laughs> Jamie T. <laughs> says, there's a Stone Cold <laughs> University SCU shirt on WWE Sharp. So it's like SCU. Ah, yeah, but they've always had the Stone Cold University. That's, mm. been, that's been a long-standing gimmick for, for Austin. The more you know. Uh, Tyler Bailey said, happy Christmas, shorty C. Pete, hashtag lovely time with the boys. Thank you. Lovely time the break, boys. Yeah. Lovely bubbly. Uh, Jay Jones said, uh, I'd like to formally apologize to all of you at WrestleTalk for using ExpressVPN instead of NordVPN. What the hell, man? Support the show. Get out of here. Get a three-year subscription to NordVPN. You save loads of money. Uh, Carlton Branham said, uh, love you guys. Can I get a shout-out to my son, Dominic? I listen every day at work at the animal shelter. It helps, it helps me make it through the day. Carlton Branham. Eddie? Ray? Ray? <laughs> no, no. Dominic's oh, not. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Ray. Yeah. They've really muddled that storyline now, haven't yeah, they? Yeah. With Dominic actually showing up. Um, yeah, good luck in the match, Dom. Yeah, and a happy bloody birthday. It was a birthday, right? Uh, it was just a just a shout out. Just a shout out. <laughs> Sorry, I generally forgot. We got too busy getting into Ray Eddie jokes. Have I, a little I bit of the bubbly. <laughs> the bubbly. We're just wishing happy birthday to random people now. I wonder what that feels like. Back Fandango said, I was at SmackDown Live in Norfolk. Our crowd was great. They were. Very they good. Were really yeah, good, good crowd, mate. Yeah. Apparently they're quite a good wrestling uh, place. Like, mm. their crowds are always good. As, Probably better as than Norfolk here is in the UK. Uh, James McCall said, Do you agree that apart from Kofi's win this year, no male WWE title win has felt meaningful since Brian's win five years ago? I marked out when Dean won. Yeah, when Dean Ambrose first won the title, I really liked that. Yeah. And um, AJ getting the win for the first time as well. Hmm. I can't think of any off the top of my head. Kofi was definitely one of the most emotional. Oh, mo yeah, yeah, super emotional. Yeah, super emotional. Uh, now we get to the super chats that have come in since we started. Since I started going through the other ones, Kevin said, "I think Renee doesn't want to consummate her marriage. She stood there looking at Drake getting pinned when she should have, when she could have helped him by breaking up pins." That's a good point. Just want to get involved, though. Yeah. Sorry, two seconds. A Zio Smith said, uh, "Sasha wins, Bailey retains, then win the tag belts." Sasha wins, Bailey retains, yep. win the tag belts. All two the man gold, two man power trip. To because man power trip. it's worked so well for the men's main event scene on Raw. Mm -hmm. I like that storyline. Uh, it, it just sucked a bit out of... It sucked everything else, and I thought they were going to use it to build up the tag division that, with that, the well, OC, yeah, that, that but is they a haven't. Problem, yeah. Yeah. It has been, yeah, I'm slowly being chipped mm. away. Um, also, that promo from Seth was garbage. Damn. 
Ryan Egella, Egella once again said, uh, I think our issue with Bailey, mine included, was that we were too optimistic over this heel turn. Happy birthday to my king, King Chopper Whopper. Thank you. I was never optimistic. And I was. So maybe that's <laughs> yeah. what it all comes down to. Mm. This is going to be one of those shows where I'm never reading the comments as well. <laughs> so, so that's advisable. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Hashima Al Nasser said, After yesterday's Firefly Funhouse, I'm surprised Vince hasn't renamed The Fiend The Fund. <laughs> <laughs> pun. Nice. That's, That's Firefly Pretty pun good. Else for yeah. you. Uh, the Zornis said, uh, Who watched wrestling when Sting became the crow? I wasn't watching. Yeah, I, I've watched it in hindsight. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I was born. I don't no, know. 90, oh, no, it's 97. Yeah. Uh, it's like 96, 97. Like started in 96 <laughs> and then going to 97. Oh, come on, Super Chance. Don't refresh your page. Uh, Ryan Murray says, they shouldn't have changed Bailey heel because I wanted the NXT days. Uh, what do you think? Also, happy birthday, the king. Thanks. I think those days have unfortunately passed us. Maybe, you know, we can... We've always said, when we've ever done our fantasy booking warfares, you know, may they ever return, <laughs> that you turn someone heel because you want to make them a better baby face at the other, other side of it. So maybe this whole thing is to try and hit the reset switch on Bailey and start again from scratch. Craig Pinn said, have some dollar back to the beginning of the stream. Thank you, yes, Thank you very much. Sure. Sean Taylor said, do you think they should put all women on one brand to make them feel different? This no. way, there's also there's more depth for one no. champion and one tag team championships. No. Now, make it feel too gimmicky. Yeah. Kevin uh, says, Jason Jordan won Raw, SmackDown and NXT tag belts. There you go, Jason Jordan is oh. the other one then. How interesting. They've done it separately. Yes. The American Alpha. But they did win the tag belts. They won the SmackDown right, tag belts. Yeah, together. but not and the raw belts. The together. raw belts they won with yeah. dumb people. He yeah. won with Seth, he I did, believe. Yeah, it yeah. was, yeah. Amazingly, I went through that list of NXT tag champions. He was the one I missed. Mm. Uh, Simon Ganji said, uh, King of the Ring prediction. Next week, all three will get pinned, moving them all <laughs> on to the finals for a fatal four-way. Then all four will get the pin to become the first Council of Kings. Oh, Council dear. of Kings. Kings. The round table. Yeah, that's a League of Geeks waiting to happen right there. What they call the League of Nations. Mm. Terrible faction. Uh, Headmaster Jonathan Hedman said, uh, Derby versus Liger at first AWTV. Thoughts? Well, they won't do it because New Japan are not working with AEW. Unless that's been announced recently. Uh, Good check. But um, Liger, Darby Allen, I, d I wouldn't, you know, this is Liger's last year. Uh, of all the people I'd want to see Liger work with, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be Darby Allen. Yeah, I was going to say, Liger, we were talking about this on the uh, Wrestle Ramble podcast, uh, the Wrestle Ramble Extra recently mm -hmm. when we we're doing the NXT TakeOver Toronto, uh, Brooklyn review, is that Liger now in his later years is, is essentially. It's the greatest hits tour. So he goes out there and does the Liger trademark spots that we want to see, and we love it every time he does them. I watched it three times in the space of three days, and every time I saw it, I was like, that's great. Mm. Brilliant. Trenton Brown says, uh, Jericho wouldn't have had the belt stolen if he ate at a Cracker Barrel like a company man. <laughs> <laughs> that's the big heel move. Yeah, I was going to say, Jericho did say as well the Cracker Barrel uh, provided the catering mm. for uh, <laughs> All Out. Uh, I'm going to reach out to Cracker Barrel see if we can get some sponsorship. Scorp18 is elite, says uh, Vince McMahon stole the AEW championship. He was jealous that it looks better than the WWE championship. I think he looks at that belt and goes, what a stupid wrestling belt. You can't turn that into a toy. Yeah. Kids aren't going to want to buy that. There's a, a great moment in sort of 1998 WWF when 
Vince just wanted the belt off of Austin, and he booked him into this convoluted match with Kane and The Undertaker, where effectively Kane, uh, Kane and The Undertaker won the title. So Vince just stole it and ran away. And Austin's chasing him. He just shouts, You can't have it anymore! It's mine! <laughs> so when you said that Vince stole the belt, that's all I could think yeah, of in my yeah. head was him saying, You can't have it anymore! Tim Arn comes in to say, Ollie, Jericho filed an IRL police report. I don't think the police would take kindly if it wasn't a real serious crime. Hey. Some work. <laughs> Lift the gimmick, brother. Uh, Train 24 says, Happy Arbor Day, Chop. Thanks. <laughs> uh, nobody Asked Nate says, uh, My fave is your school nickname of Thrustmaster Pete, which was not my school nickname, funnily enough. Hmm. Uh, Do, but thanks. Is that not someone who knows you from school? No. Well, it sounds like... It's definitely not that's... a... Don't make that a thing, Ollie. <laughs> what was your nickname at school? Rustmark. Stinky Pete, because that's when Toy Story 2 came out. Of course. Out. Oh, yeah. oh, man, that's unfortunate. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Clifford Miller says, uh, It's my 34th birthday on Friday. Can I get a shout-out and hope to talk with you guys more? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Happy birthday for Friday. 34. Good age, mate. Happy Arbor Day. I'll, I'll actually see you in the 34 Club in December. Uh, Givanchu Jua said, They found the belt, AEW tweeted. Oh, apparently. Right. Well, breaking news. Yeah. Damn and uh, followed up with that. Brilliant. Uh, that means our news is out of date yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, the Barbara Cosplay says, Not sure if you've seen, but Tallahassee PD have found yeah. the AEW title, but they've now deleted their post. Yeah, Chris also, Jericho, we have something that belongs to you. Celebrate with hashtag a little bit of the bubbly. A little Bra- bit of the bubbly. Brackets responsibly, of course. More information to follow. Hashtag found it. Hashtag championship belt. That was from the city of Tallahassee Police Department um, on maybe that's Instagram or maybe that's Facebook. I don't really know how they work anymore. Um, but yeah, uh, All Elite Wrestling said case solved. Mm. It's all the work, Ollie. <coughs> that big payoff, we've just got it right yeah, now. Yeah, that's, that's bad signs for long term booking in AEW. Oh, sweet. There's a little bit of the bubbly gif now as well. Fantastic. They, they rushed yeah. that. They rushed that. Uh, Ryan Aguilar says, To my king, my last, noun, huh. my last name is pronounced Egler. There we go. Right. Uh, happy, Valentine's, happy Valentine's Day, King Chocolate. Mm. Thank you. Uh, crucially, WrestleTalk.com have also just posted up about that story. So if you do want to have any more information about it, I would head on over to WrestleTalk.com. Absolutely, yes. Uh, Jesse Zombie Blaze says, uh, Roman versus Rowan is the WWE version of Mario versus Wario. <laughs> um, salutations from Texas, my dudes. Love your podcast. And the bubbly. Little, Little bit of bubbly. bubbly. I loved Lovely. the introduction of Wario into the Super Mario series. It's in Mario Land 2 on the Game Boy. Genuinely, like when I, that game came out, it blew my mind. Mm. And I was like, it's another Mario, but it's a bad one. It's great. And finally, thank you to Gordon Maston. DC Big Dog and Safe Chowdhury Safe Chowdhury for donating but with no message. Thank you all Thank so much. Thank you very much. We're going to get into some very big Bake Off chats shortly. But first, Are this we? comes in... Well, I was going to ask you what you thought. But before we get into that, Cody emails in to say, Hi, Luke, Ollie... Yeah, it's actually Cody Rhodes. Hi, Luke, Ollie, Laurie, Pete, Simon, and yes, Randy too. You may or may not recognize my name from the various emails I've sent over the years being a SWAF Nation member. The most recent one I sent a few weeks ago talking about the back problems I've been experiencing for over 12 years now uh, due to PRP injections. And I was due to have PRP injections in August. Well, as of sending this email, I'm at home recovering from the injections 
injections, which took place on Monday the 19th of August. The injections went well, although painful, because I was not sedated, and for the rest oh. of the week, I will be relaxing at home, recovering. After listening to the Tuesday podcast, I wanted to send this email as a general praise to everything that you guys do at WrestleTalk. Believe it or not, but I've enjoyed every segment ever done on the podcast, from Rusev Hayes' poetry... Poetry? Porridge Corner, Poetry Corner, <laughs> Spoon Talk, Get Better's Agony Arts, uh, various hot topic debates, and yes, even the iTunes reviews. I was Can't one of the or- super chats. I, w- <laughs> I was one of the original iTunes reviews back in, uh, in ah. 2017 when Ollie first started to read them off. I enjoy all the content provided on the YouTube and podcast channels. I truly believe I'm part of something very special with being a supporter of WrestleTalk, so don't let all the negative comments and criticism get to you because I love all the content you provide each and every day. I thank you for... Uh, so much from the bottom of my heart for giving fans this forum of communication with you all even days when the back pain is unbearable i know i can listen to a podcast ramble or youtube video and feel like i'm having a lovely time with the boys lovely time with the boys if you guys can fit it into your schedule i'm getting married to my girlfriend of over 10 years on october 5th in long beach california and yes it is a beach wedding so dress accordingly fly over to la and catch the first episode of smackdown live on fox from the staples center with me and my buddies and the very next day you can come and watch a beautiful wedding from your your loyal SWAF Nation supporter Cody Buckingham attached as some photos of my fiance and I and uh, some buddies from Double or Nothing earlier oh, this year. Oh wow, he got to go. So that's Cody there with uh, his buddies at Double or Nothing. Which and then, one's Cody? Uh, it's this guy right here. Nice. And then look at this wonderful picture of him and his fiance uh, posed under a little boardwalk thing. Uh, you've got no shoes or socks on. <laughs> it's sweet. I find romantic pictures cringy but that's really nice i think thank you for it is lovely it is lovely i think it's lovely actually but also i don't think i would do it you did it you did the the prince charles ah that's nice see that's a bit cheeky that's funny that's a save the date picture yeah i like that one oh well that's my favorite one you dressed up as some form of wrestler who is that um, could got, it be got a base John, it must be John Cena surely it must be like Doctor of Thugonomics John yeah, Cena yeah yeah it must be no it's not Spirit, not Spirit Squad, Squad no. it's wearing white um, oh, well congratulations congratulations to you is it uh, October 5th yes which unfortunately we can't oh. go to because we're going to be doing a live episode of the Wrestle Ramble it's almost like we planned this which we actually didn't I feel bad about saying you know having that knee jerk reaction to that lovely photo you just showed me your knee jerk are like, well, that's gross. Well, no, and, and I didn't say gross. And stop doing it, you weirdos. <laughs> I didn't you freaks. say gross. I just, yeah. I'm he not going to say anymore. He was I probably really a, looking forward to hearing I know, I know, I know. I feel awful now. He did actually send a follow-up email we to could, that. We could edit that out, but I'm <laughs> but, honest. But I'm not going to. Um, he actually sent a follow-up email to say... Um, oh, at, I didn't at the time finish of, the plug. I finished the plug once you've done this. Uh, as of the time of uh, sending on September 4th, I am doing a little better after two weeks uh, from the PRP injections. I'm far back on track to finally return to work on September 16th after being off since June 18th. Just wanted wow. to say that all the content put out made this whole being on medical leave process much better to deal with and cope with after hearing on the raw ramble that you and ollie have the live podcast on october 5th in nottingham i'm slightly bummed that my favorite wrestling podcast and youtube show won't be able to crash my wedding on the same day <laughs> if you remember give my wife and i a shout out during that live ramble nothing but love cody buckingham yes well we don't know if we're going to be able to live stream the ramble yet uh, no. we, we do not know the internet capabilities because like i said it is the north <laughs> Do you want to do a quick Which is for categorically the... proved now. <laughs> uh, yes, there's a link in the video, this in the uh, podcast description. There we go. Where 
you get if you buy tickets to both the Frontline and WrestleGate shows that day, you get to see us for free. So it pays for itself, really. Mm-hmm. Or you can spend £12 and you can just watch us in the middle of those two shows. Frontline shows in the afternoon, which is the Will Ospreay founded promotion. And then you've got WrestleGate in the afternoon and in the more evening time. And, of course, head on over to patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk and get involved as a patron pledge hammer because the poll for Wrestle Ramble Ooh. Extra has now gone live. And it is officially our most controversial poll to date. There has been Ooh. so so much chat from people very upset about one of the inclusions. I think if anything, if I've learned anything this year, and it's not related to any larger national debates going on at the moment, it's that democracy is tricky. <laughs> yes. that, is pure, that is purely a lesson learned from our channel and Patreon. Yes. Nowhere else. No. Everything else is going swimmingly. Yeah, yeah. But when you put votes to people, the public or fandom... It's, uh, not everyone's going to be pleased. Yeah, it's, um, so the, the poll has essentially come down between All In, which is currently on 27% of the vote, and WWE Unforgiven 2006, which has 26% mm. of the vote. So it is very, very close at the moment. But there are people who were mighty upset that All In was included because you and Laurie did a review of it last year, yeah. which we forgot. Because it was in the Red Room of Death. Mm. And I just feel like any video we did there doesn't really count because it's just a blur it's weird that this time last year we were still recording out of a a makeshift music studio in an industrial estate five minutes walk from my house and then doing all of our office work in in, my in your your front room yeah yeah yeah, it was, yeah. it was a good summer. It was a good summer. It was actually quite a nice summer because I, I did not do any travelling. <laughs> there was no commute for me. And I got to use the Victoria line, which I think is among the nicer lines yes, on yeah, uh, London's underground service. Good speed. Good speed. Clean. Mm. Airy. 24 very... hours at weekends. Yeah, it's very, yeah. very good. Short. Uh, so, yeah, but I, I mean, like, so all, all in, I am not against doing a Wrestle Ramble extra review of so we go more in depth exactly we go more We're in go depth all in on it luke never did i've never the, seen that you've never seen it i've you've never watched s- bits of it i've watched you... bits of it because we ah. did um omega pentagon for uh ramble club sure yeah but at that and the over the budget battle royal are the only matches i've actually seen mm. yeah it's a really fun show i mean like hangman page and joey janella i think it would be a really interesting show to do a year after all that stuff yeah. and, and the, the, all the things that came out about it. But I, I totally understand why people would be annoyed. Wrestle Ramble Extra was originally devised to show more classic papers. That's exactly it, yeah. But we had messages on Patreon, Discord, and on Twitter to say, hey, guys, you've already done it. Anyway, uh, do get involved in it, though, because if you really don't want us to do it all in, you have the power to say so. Head on over to patreon.com forward slash talk to get involved. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with the NXT Wrestle Ramble. Sorry, Blake, we didn't get to your email, uh, I'm, I'm afraid. Um, Pete, is it me and you tomorrow uh, doing the uh, NXT review? I'm just going to say yes. yes, it is. Yeah, yes, it yeah. is. Okay, cool. Uh, but anyway, we'll be back with the NXT review. Take care. I love you all. Goodbye.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.